0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Wall Street Coach podcast. Today, I'm very excited to have a trader here that I got to meet through Steady Trade, Stocks to Trade. And uh, his name is Will Beebe. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Will, and then he can, of course, fill in any of the places I leave out. He, he has quite a robust bio, and I think. What why I wanted Will on the show today is because I really wanted him to share with you his journey of how he's been able to find himself to a place of profitability and consistency. Uh, I also just think he's an awesome guy. I've gotten to know him over the past year and a half that I've been with uh, Stocks to Trade, and I you know just wanted to share him because I think he's a really special man and he has such a great outlook and attitude with uh, being a trader. So welcome, Will, to the podcast. I'm really glad to be here.
2: Well, thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, You know, it's always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, the last um, several years have definitely been quite the journey, uh, particularly this last year, because uh, so, so many things changed with the way i traded and uh the execution of my trades and, and the the mental focus i have in general all around um uh, just much more acute and so yeah it's been it's, it's been something
0: it's it's awesome i think that that uh willingness to have to be so flexible to transformation and to change uh is really what drew me into wanting to feature you here. So you could talk about that, because I think there are those traders who come in who get really rigid quickly. And I think your story and the way you found yourself to consistency and profitability is because of your being able to pivot. So uh, a little bit about Will, 44 years old, he joined the Navy EOD force out of high school, did four years with them. in the desert. He went to Oregon State University, earned a BS in economics and then a master's in economics, graduated in 06. He worked as a financial planner for Solomon Smith Barney back in the day when they were called Solomon Smith Barney, which was back in my day, many years ago. He was not doing day trading there. um, And he even did, uh, he worked as a finance officer in car sales for Moss, BMW, was even a hotel manager for Hilton Hampton Inn uh, in Salem, Oregon. And he started day trading in late 2017, initially subscribed to all the hot tips and Twitter. And as he says, he failed miserably. And then 2018 <laughs> through 2020, yes. his words again failed even more. Uh, but his break <laughs> break-even came through in 2020, and he joined Stocks of Trade in July of 2021, learned that 1%, which is the hardest to learn, that made him profitable. And this past year, he's had really mind-blowing success. He's self-sufficient now, full-time, and he just doesn't worry about money like he used to, um, and he knows now that he can make it. So the overall lifestyle he's experiencing is better. His confidence, his self-control have been a big part. Uh, so he's you know, going to talk a little bit about the attitude correction he himself went through, and that's why I thought what a great you know, guest to have on this podcast, just because you did. you know, Not everybody is willing to have an attitude adjustment. Well, what is it that you know, made you have that moment where you were like, oh, I have to shift my perspective on this. Uh,
2: well, I don't know. I mean, I guess one of the things that, that uh, w- with me is, you know, I had a, a super negative attitude for a long time. I mean, I, I, I was always the negative Nancy, you know, mm-hmm. I would literally, uh, and could literally take an entire room of positive people and make them just wow. over some of the smallest, uh, problems. And, and like, I wouldn't pick my battles. I would just battle everything. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, and, uh, and so my, right. my father, my father, before he passed away, he said, uh, he's like, well, it's okay to be wrong. Even when you know you're right, you know? And, uh and you know that would have saved certainly a lot of things in my life you know past relationships um, jobs uh and even how it affects trading right now you know it's okay uh, you know it's okay to be wrong even when you know you're right i mean you know sometimes you just need to be quiet and listen you know and absorb a different opinion a different point of view and uh, if you do that long enough. Uh, something will usually click. And for me, uh, in my career, at least in the last three years or four years, really, profitability uh, and success um, was kind of a moral dilemma. You know, it was just an absolute battle of attrition. You know, it it was a, uh, literally, I would try every single thing and when it was wrong, I would just do the same thing over and over and over again. I really wouldn't change a whole lot. I mean, change the ticker, change this and that. But the the whole thing was is I was you know, even though I would watch YouTube videos and read manuals and books and stuff like that, I was unwilling to absorb any of that information. I was I would literally read from some of the top traders in the world and then turn right around. And do exactly what i'd always been doing and so uh really in 2020 w- when i uh what i consider a major breakthrough is when you do become break even and a lot of people uh, uh don't think that as a, as a, a big milestone but it, in my opinion they're completely wrong when you are break even and you are no longer hemorrhaging cash out of your account and assets from your home you have made a major jump because the failure rate in trading is so high. The fact that you can even become break even is something you're literally in the top fifteen percent if you can just break even. And so, um, that, that's a little bit of, uh, about uh, the transition and how I had to adjust. Really, it comes down to listening more.
0: Well, what? Well, it lasted though for how long? The not listening
2: uh boy, we're talking uh you know all of, certainly all of 2017 i didn't listen to anybody you know absolutely not what informed
0: that what what was the like what was the headspace or the or the self-talk or the gremlin talk you know what was that
2: it i wouldn't listen to anybody because i literally had that theory that i was smarter than everybody that was talking to me and then, <laughs> it's so it's so conceited and, and so pathetic to hear me say it but it's the truth i mean you know i did i had good grades i went to school i got uh, multiple degrees in, in in the actual field of finance and economics and so right. in my mind like just get you away do what from you're it
0: doing.
2: you guys talking about i know what i'm talking about <laughs> and uh but You couldn't, you know, I couldn't have been farther from the truth. You know, I couldn't have been farther from uh, reality because, uh, you know, none of that matters. Really, what matters is mindset and focusing on the right things and being able to learn, be teachable. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but for for 2017, 18, and uh, all of 19, I literally was just in this narrow focused, you know monocular type uh, zone that, uh, you know, I was just, you know, the reason why those guys did it is they just got lucky, you know, you know, or whatever. And it just, I'm doing exactly what they're doing. You don't understand. I'm doing exactly what they're doing. Leave me alone. You know, and, and it's just such a poor way to to move forward in anything, even if you're, you know, fixing bicycles or wow. making surfboards, or it doesn't matter what you're doing.
1: So what was, the, what was that,
2: what was
0: that, you know, what is it? I should yeah. have had a V8 moment. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's,
1: that's what I want to know. What was the, where was well, the shift and what, what was it?
2: The part of the shift actually came. Um, I mean, I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, it, it, part of it was when I started listening to some of Tim Sykes and Tim Bowen's videos. So I used to listen to them, you know, even back in, 19 or 20, but not very often. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of it at first, I thought, was, well, it's kind of a scam. Here we go. Another internet thing. He's trying to give me to give you know, my money to him and this and that. And But the way that the material was presented, I had to sit back and, and think. And also, uh, my fiance, you know, she's, she's helped tremendously uh, on the emotional level, you know. Um, Quite a bit different than I am, and, and uh, really, really helped me focus on on needing to, and, and, and not only needing but wanting to learn something new and trying something new. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if there was necessarily an aha moment, like a lot of people probably have that. I with me i literally exhausted every way mm-hmm. to not do it and so really, yeah. i was almost forced to try yeah. this other way you know yeah. because i'd already done everything, everything else. else wrong uh, totally. so it wasn't like one day but uh over Ran out over of other time.
0: choices it sounds like <laughs> i did
2: i did and it sounds so bad you know
0: but, but but hey, uh, dude, you stuck around long enough to find out that all those other tools didn't work. And now you're like, well, this is the last tool in the box. What happens if yeah. I give this a world? Mm-hmm. So so that, uh, what do you think it was that kept you there long enough to stumble into the last tool that you resisted using?
2: Well, uh, part of it, you know, one one quality that I think I, I have always had is I don't give up on anything you, uh, whatever it is, I will sit there and try to fix something over and over and over again until I I can fix it. And same with trading or anything else. I, that, that is one thing that I, I've, I've kind of prided myself in. If pride is a good thing in this situation, uh, is that I, I don't give up. And, uh, I knew that trading was, was what I wanted to do. And I knew that I did not want to work for someone for the rest of my life. Although, uh, it is necessary uh, in some aspects of life, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. Um, very few people have just 50 or a hundred thousand dollars to put in the trading account. and Okay. Sure. And then, and then they're that good to multiply it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, not giving up. I mean, if you, if you cannot handle failure in, in an exuberant fashion, and I mean a lot of failure, then you should probably just turn this, this, this meeting off right now and you should probably unsubscribe (laughs) to STT or whatever you're doing. Because if you can't handle a ton of failure, then you're not going to make it. And that's just real talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. you got to be able to take a beating, you know, and keep on moving. (laughs) And so I, I, I've actually always been good with that. You know, all, my attitude of failure was never good. But I would always keep trying, and so uh, that—that's one of the major things I think. That...
0: So it—it it sounds almost like it—it it was a, an over a period of time, a dawning, of aha moments, like a lot of little aha moments that got you to this place where it shifted. And mm-hmm. do do you can you recall? Let's say the first or the handful of first moments where you saw your trading account differently where you started to realize oh i am showing up differently Mm -hmm. whoa let's see how far i could take this i i did you
2: know back in 2020 2021 when i started noticing um incremental changes in my in my trading account uh was when i started taking the advice or, or first the first thing is I never used to have a plan ever I would get up and whatever whatever hot ticker I got off of Twitter or the internet because uh, I was subscribed to like 15 different newsletters wow. and so and by you know by the time you get that information they've already made thousands of dollars and then then they're getting ready to shorter on the way down while you're long on the way up you know so yeah. uh having the plan and uh uh that's one thing i learned how to do actually the best is in a steady trade team with tim bond because he is all about the plan the second thing was was uh, taking the single taking even a half a single okay uh instead of waiting and and not getting greedy i used to sit in positions and watch myself go up 20 30 even 50 percent sometimes wow. in in a position just to watch it go all the way down and then end up red right on the day you know uh, mm-hmm. i can't even tell you how many times i've done that so many times i've literally more than all the times i mean a, a ton and it's so nothing discourages you more than that you know uh what you you know seeing yourself in the green heavily on the day and then uh ending up right on the day and that's because you didn't have a plan and 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 you failed to take the single or the double if it was there whatever uh and so that in that period in 2020 when i started at least writing tickers down okay i'm going to buy it here i wouldn't have very much information my plans weren't good but it was a plan which is better than no plan at all
0: yep yep
2: and and i started okay i'm starting to break even a little bit i'm not losing as much and then you know, as twenty twenty one came along, uh, I started taking the singles more, um, not bag holding as much, um, and that was the big thing. the 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 introduction of the plan, you know, was the start of it all.
0: That's awesome. And yeah. so you start with the plan, and then at some point, you do you find just the concept you spoke about the negative bias that you you know yourself to have that like negative bias. Did you start to bump into that negative bias as you started to succeed, as you started to find consistency?
2: Sure, sure. You know, it's, uh, it kind of it reminds me of like good credit and bad credit, okay? Yeah. You know, you could have 24 payments on your credit card on time, check them off, boom, 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 two years in a row your credit's doing good and it went up 75 points across the board and then you have one late payment and it draws you back 100 for the next two and a half years so it's that type of um thing yeah. so you could have single after single after single you, oh yeah maybe hit a home run in between there whatever right and then you have that one trade that even though you went along with your plan it went south and you decide to hold on to it maybe a little longer than you should have and it just you you can literally have that erase all of the good success that you had you now you forgot about all the progress you've made this sucks this doesn't work they were lying i knew it i told you you know (laughs) so And that's like being said to yourself, I, I, told, I you. told you. I told you. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Who's I talking well? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're, it's, like,
0: it's like we're
2: talking at ourselves and, and
0: listening yeah. to ourselves.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, and I, oftentimes it would take me a week or two to get back to where, okay, now yeah. now I just had two green days in a row. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now if I get a red day, that's going to be okay. Okay. It's yeah. going to be okay if I get a red day tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Or a two, whatever but uh, yeah, it, what, it does remind me of credit like that and, and the payments yeah, a great example. on time. Great. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: One payment late and you're screwed. It's yeah, really good a really good
1: metaphor. It is a great metaphor because we always talk about like loss aversion and how there's the theory of you know we take losses much more severely um, personally than we do our wins, right? Yeah. Um, and either way, we're responsible for both. So they should be even, but that's yeah. obviously mm-hmm. not the case. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I, I think maybe you answered it, but did your attitude um shift before your trading before you were profitable or even before you were break even like did you find that um your this positive attitude um approach was that before or did you like have to prove that to your did you like in a way win that from your trading
2: yeah well you know uh i for me i think the attitude um started making a correction uh before you know um I talk with a lot of uh, my buddies and, and vets that and veterans of foreign wars and stuff like that. And, and with the VA and stuff like that. And, um, and I used to sit around and, and talk with them and, 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 I just remember in 2009 the 19 to 20, having kind of that more of that positive shift in my attitude. Now, it was not positive by any stretch of the imagination. What, what, you'd consider uh, someone who does have a, a good attitude, you know, someone when you shake their hand, you feel the energy, the positivity, you know, it wasn't yeah. anything like that, but it was certainly more positive than I used to be. And yeah. uh, I don't know if, if that necessarily rolled over. I would have to imagine that it did though, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, he, my my attitude used to be so negative that even when I did win, uh, I I would – I would minimize the success you know i oh, would, yeah. ah, I got, just got lucky or, or whatever and so i you know i can't even stress enough of, of how uh, detrimental uh that can be to to your trading activity to learning and absorbing new information um and so yeah i'd have to say most certainly in that time frame when i started to break even whatever it, it was probably from taking advice mm. of of guys uh, and women that were uh, a little older than I was had been around the block seen things that a lot of people don't want to see. And, and, and so, uh, you know, it was definitely a, a switch. I would say that 90 degree turn.
0: Were they pointing it out to you, Will, or were they sort of just sharing stories with you that began to make you see the world through a different lens?
2: Well, no, I mean, I've had people flat out point it out. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you know, even in the SCT chat, you know, sometimes I get a little overzealous and I got to pull back and, and, uh, but most, most of the time, no, it was a, just a suggestion, you know, here's, here's what I did. You know, here's, here's what I do. And, uh, that really helps with, uh, calming your overall demeanor and yeah. taking grasp and taking responsibility for your own decisions you know yeah uh, once you can do that then you're able to, you know if you can't take responsibility for your own decisions then you're never going to be able to learn anything new i mean how, how is it possible because uh, you're going to blame everything and everybody for everything that goes wrong with you and so you're going to be unwilling to learn and that was a big shift in my life back in that time frame
0: Yeah, well, and also I think coming from being very educated and, you know, having an experience of being quote-unquote smart and then you have to basically as to leave it all at the door when you go down to a whole other, you know, expertise, you know, you have to. And and I, I, I have often, you know, I have an associate's degree from the Fashion Institute of Technology and I the things that I have seen in finance and learned, you know, in the role, in the tumbling way of the way things landed for me. And even when I wrote my book and the the way, you know, I saw certain things that Adam Smith said in his books, I don't know that I would have been able to see those things had I come with this formal education behind me or with that sense of like, you know, I think the, universities, especially the ones where we get these, you know, important degrees, there is this kind of understanding or unspoken understanding that you're probably smarter than the majority of people you deal with. And if you you can't help come out of that school with that kind of a presumption about yourself, you're not going to really often go into a place of beginner's mind. It's Mm -hmm. just it's going to be like you you're going to think no i got what i needed because i went to that higher education mm-hmm. and what it sounds to me is that you caught that at some point and you were willing to let go of all the incredible wisdom that you undoubtedly gained because it it wasn't it was like you stepped into a whole new culture a whole new country with right. a whole new language and all that wisdom wasn't going to help you in this world it probably does now but not the initial stages just curious your thoughts on that?
2: well you know i i have some pretty strong thoughts about that you know uh, it, at least in my degree in my background in, if you're talking about higher learning with economics and finance and stuff like that you, i mean you got to think you know math has been around for thousands of years So you gotta wonder why they're even writing a new math book that you gotta purchase every year because the formulas haven't changed. Do you know what I mean? So, right, (laughs) and and then you also have the fact that it. it, I found it awfully ironic that uh, almost every professor that I had in in my studies were never successful business owners themselves, or were never a millionaire, or were never. And not that that defines success in no. a sense, but you are teaching economics and finance. So I would like to think that maybe you did something with cash somewhere along the line. Totally. Okay. And, and you know, where this isn't selling class or whatever. We're talking about money. <laughs> in, in.
0: Well, if you can't bake a meatloaf and then hold back, you got, you've right, got exactly. a is pro- a disconnect. So I'm so here saying.
2: listening to this guy, and I'm like, wait a minute, you've been broke your whole life? What are you doing? Okay. But anyway, the the whole thing is 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 I think that people need to understand that uh you know it doesn't matter what kind of education you have or how smart that you think you are, at least when it comes to 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 trading. Doesn't matter how many PhDs you have or what classes you took. There's just nothing like it. And so, uh, in fact, it was a at first it was an extreme hindrance to my learning curve. You know, I I know of many people that are more profitable than me by a long ways that started out the exact same time I did, even slightly later. Okay, wow. and have twice. It, with less money and have twice the account size i do now why because they were open to new information right off the bat they didn't know everything right off the bat like i did and so uh, like i thought it did and so you just can't let that that higher education thing think you know that you've got it mastered because you're just gonna be you're gonna be and for a real rude awakening you know not that education isn't great and and that i think people shouldn't have it uh because there is it does give me an advantage i think now and the big yes. picture yes process but when you're starting out you need to be a sponge you know yeah, yeah.
0: So. awesome it's so impressive, though that you know you can speak to this and that you were able to find your way on the other side of this, because I don't know that very many do. I think very many hanging up because mm-hmm. they just get so stubborn and committed to their ways. And I, mm-hmm. I can't help but think of, uh, you know, there's, uh, I think it's Rocky three that Tim Bowen always quotes, you know, when I said, when he talked about his own, you know, Repetition of <laughs> failure. And, you know, how was it, Tim, that you finally kind of saw like he said, pain, Kim, pain. Yep. And
2: sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he
0: said. That's he said. So it, it does sound well, like it was pain as well for you that made you. Mm-hmm. Come. But I do think a lot of traders hit that pain and they're out so mm-hmm. that you didn't go anywhere is a testament to your, you know, perseverance and willingness to adapt. Like I get you resisted and you were stubborn, but you weren't in the end because you are willing to shift. So that Mm -hmm. is massive. It's massive. I hope you have stopped to like pat yourself on the back because it's, (laughs) it's really quite extraordinary that you were able to shift.
2: I just, you know, I, I gotta be careful, you know, not to pat myself on the back too much because that's what i used to do and and uh it really is something that you just got to take day by day and yeah like tim bowen says pain you know you just this is just one of those um you know one of those careers that if you want to make it and when i say make it i mean i'm talking about becoming self-sufficient becoming full-time becoming profitable yeah. you know uh not having, car payments, unless you truly desire it, you know, that, that type of thing, you know, waking up and and going to bed and feeling okay about things, you know, then you have to be willing to endure a massive amount of pain over and over again, regardless, uh, you know, regardless of your account size, regardless of what you, you're going to experience that trading because it is that difficult. And, uh, but the the self satisfaction that you have, like the self satisfaction that I have, knowing that um, things are going to be okay, because I have the knowledge, I've, I've taken the time to learn the wrong way, but I've also taken the time to learn the right way. And so yep. um, it, it, it's that end goal, that slow process, like Tim Sykes, always says, you know, and he does his things every other every day, you know, yeah. he's, he's talking about the long haul, the long process because it is going to take a long time it will years it'll take you years to become profitable and that's just the reality of it uh you know and so people really need to understand that that you know next year you started now next year you're probably not going to be profitable if you are you are doing killer okay (laughs) I mean, I'm or, glad you Or you've you know? really
0: been lucky because the markets yes. were just rewarding yeah. people for not really yes. being smart, but yes. just being lucky. And a lot of people collapse lucky with, I'm smart. I know what I'm yes. doing.
2: People have no idea if they just started like in this last year, like this was the bull market of, of Of all markets. I mean, and it really is still going. I mean, it's It's kind of, it is summertime. So it's kind of hard to say Mm -hmm. if it's made to turn or not, you know um, but never have I ever seen in my life uh, some of these sectors uh, come along and last as long as they do like the EV sector, the COVID sector, whatever. I mean, they lasted a year. I mean, and they just got hotter and hotter and hotter. And so uh you know the the chances of losing and going red on the day are ex, are exceptionally low compared to say 2016 or 17 where a 10% ticker was like like bone you'd be like yeah it went up 10! you know and that's that's really how it was uh yeah, yeah. back then and so uh you know, uh, this is a great time to learn trading because the, the odds are so much more in your favor. Because yeah. when the hard times come, and they will, they will, then you will have the expertise to to deal with it better. Yeah. So, learning right now, you couldn't get into a better time than right now. This, this last year, that that's so, for certain. You
0: know. just, I believe you're right. Um, one of the things you know, I just want to speak to because. I was telling you to acknowledge yourself and your win. And I I really do hear you push back and be like, you know, well, that's what got me in trouble in the first place, (laughs) you know, my ego, so to speak. But what I like to say is there's two egos. There's the capital E ego, which is kind of the higher self. And then there's the lower E Lowercase e ego. And the lowercase e ego is the one that has to be right, that is, you know, committed to its story. But the high, you know, capital E ego is kind of that place of being able to be the observer of yourself and realize you're human you're going to fuck up, you're going to make mistakes and be kind of, you know, lost in your story sometimes. Mm -hmm. But look at what I did accomplish. Look at how Mm -hmm. I was willing to pivot uh, Mm -hmm. and or shift my, you know, glass half empty to a glass Mm -hmm. half full perspective. So it's that, you know, because I do think when somebody does accomplish what you have accomplished, we do have to like pause and you know be like hey i <laughs> i I did something here this is a big this is a big deal uh so you know there is a way to do that without becoming you know narcissistic mm-hmm. so to speak so
2: i do feel very good about where i'm at and, and uh you know i let it be known to to now and then you know look where i was at you know yeah. and, and and uh you know, and it's true, you know, look where I was at and it was yeah, not, not in a yeah. good spot. And, and so, uh, you know, I am very happy about that and, you know, I, I let it be known. I just, I, good. uh, because of how I started with, with, with the, the I was a lowercase e forever. And, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> so I'm always real careful on that one, but it is a major accomplishment to be profitable. And, and I do consider myself in that top 15%, you know, um, and maybe over the next year, I get in that top ten percent. Who knows? Uh, yeah. That yeah. every percent you go is that much harder and harder to grab. You That's know. That's right. But, uh, That's right. But I'm very, uh, very stoked about uh, and, and just pumped. You know, that oh, everything's so going the way it's going right now.
0: I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. So happy, and I just think it's yeah. such, it's such an inspiring story, and it's also such a great uh, template for people to see how much dedication is required of them for this. Uh, to be what they want to put their full-time you know, mm-hmm. attention to. It, it, you've got to be ready for the dis- disappointment. You've got to be ready for the failure. Uh, are, are you going to be able to be comfortable and tolerate the failure? Are you willing to be coming into a beginner's mind? I mean, everything that you're speaking about to me, to me is a recipe for success. And the fact that you got that recipe at all, uh, and then those hopefully who are listening to us who are perhaps more at the beginning or haven't heard the lessons, it's like, well, we'll just possibly save you a hell of a lot of skin in the game if you hopefully listen. Hopefully years. To them. Hopefully years. You you would yeah. absolutely save somebody years if they listen.
2: It lesson. is, you know, uh, trading and learning trading. I think it's kind of like going to, um, I don't know, like flight training or jump school. Uh, if you're going to get your jump wings or something like that. Like if you don't do it all in every single day, and yeah. say you do it here and then you wait a week, you're going to have to redo that lesson. Yeah. And you just, you're what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself constantly redoing the same thing over and over again. You're never going to progress you have to be all in. I don't care if this is you know part time, you got your serving at you know, Denny's and and you got to pick up the kids later. It doesn't matter. You know? That's not my problem. You know, I I've, I've had to do that, you know. And so if you want to go ahead and you want to move forward, you have to be all in. It it has to be all in that way you don't find yourself regressing constantly and relearning the whole thing. You know, you take that first flight lesson and then you come back three weeks later. Your 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 pilot, the trainer is gonna be like, dude, no, we got to redo the one you just did, probably twice. Yep. You know. By the way, yep. it's eight hundred bucks. You yeah. Know? And so <laughs> it's like <laughs> exactly. You have to be all in, and I can't stress that enough. To all in. All in. That's you awesome.
0: Know? Luke, is there any questions you had yeah. that I, you didn't get to ask?
1: Uh, I kind of want to go back to. Um, the idea of pain and also like your idea of like not bag holding anymore um, yeah. uh, and how that kind of you said it sounded like it kind of was like a slow decline um, I'm wondering if there was a, like some sort of what was the impetus to finally uh, get your shit together
2: <laughs> well uh, you know part of it is is you know you run out of money to fund your thing okay, <laughs> okay. I'll do it. I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah was it was you there know. something that like did you did you go did you have to like refund your account like i'm wondering just because I, I i've known people yeah. that have dealt with this over and over again was it was it uh developing a plan and finally like realizing oh if i have a plan i can do this um
2: just yeah wondering. early on early on i had to fund my account um several years back a few times you know i started out with 2500 bucks and that's how much i started yeah. uh and it it took a long time to get over the PDT. But once you're over that, you know, you can progressively move at an accelerated rate. But as far as the not bag holding and stuff like that, you know, it was kind of a slow, like I said, just, you know, like I said earlier, a battle of attrition, just like, instead of doing it, you know, three times or four times real bad this month, I only did it two or three times. And, and, and really, after listening to Tim Bowen, uh, and a little bit from Tim Sykes, but Tim Bowen really hammers home the bag-holding um, thing uh, and, and cutting your losses quickly. Uh, it, I really started uh, to see a difference in how long I was holding some of those losses. Because part of the thing is, is when you're under the PDT, when you're first starting out, The reason why you bag hold is because you only have a couple day trades and you already burned one early this morning on a loser and and if you sell this one right now loss you're not trading until next wednesday you know unless you create some other account and you have another 2500 bucks or whatever though in it and so that is really kind of um, one of the biggest things that kept me bag holding for so long was like dude I'm, i'm gonna run out of day trades and I was on a margin account. But even if you're on a cash account, it's yeah. almost the same thing. If you have two, $3,000, your buying power is gone. So yeah. you still can't trade for a couple, two, three, four days and yeah, for settlement. And so it, that's what it was for me. And I think that's what it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember reading in chat all the time, like, this is my last day trade. Or <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter if it's your last day trade. If you were losing your ass, you need to sell that sucker. It, yeah. you know now because yeah. it's only going to get worse you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's a really
0: they're really good point well i don't know that i've ever heard anybody uh speak to that and i have no doubt that is part of why they will hold on because they yeah. feel like they won't be able to play anymore it's so like i can you just know, hold
2: it one more day then they can get yes. swing trade yeah, yes
1: exactly that's yes. why i advocate for people who are starting out uh to only swing trade yeah, um, just because that, that we never run into the PDT rule. And like mm-hmm. you said, uh, I, I guess that's an added bonus is you don't hold on to losers as often, but I, I, it's hard to, I don't think about that as often anymore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do remember when I started as well and under the PDT and it's, it's frustrating. So it was like, I just, yeah. like, just swing. Everything was a swing
2: trade basically. And now that you actually said that, uh, it, it actually, I, there is kind of a clear, point when I did when I did recognize becoming profitable or at least break even was when I would started focusing more on those afternoon high day breaks and swing them into the next day over for the gap up. And not only was I not uh sometimes i have to burn a day trade if it, you know, if whatever it did in after hours, but uh that was a defining point. Because you know when I first started out uh, Swing trading wasn't really a strategy. It was just more of, I bought it early in the morning and now it's down so low that I have to swing trade it because I'm not going to burn a day trade, you know. Yeah. But once I turned swing trading into an actual strategy, which started in about 2020 on those high day breaks and that pattern, uh, and then hopefully you, you grab the gap or the squeeze in after hours, I started noticing I always have a trade, you know. Wow. I can actually trade twice today. Or whatever. Wow. And, and um so it's funny that you said that because uh it is one of the higher percentage trades once you learn the pattern and uh it can save you a lot of grief on the PDG awesome. part.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sure <awesome>. can <laughs> I think I think it's really great that, that both of those points were just made because I, I really don't hear anybody talking about that. And I think mm-hmm. that makes so much sense because if you it's like, you know you don't get to play on the playground anymore. It's like, who wants to get kicked out of the playground? You're going to mm-hmm. hold on even if, you know, the bully's punching you because you're still hoping you get to play on the jungle gym <laughs> afterwards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, you know, the, the whole afternoon and the swing trade, it's easier on the mind. When you're first yeah. learning mm-hmm. and you start out the morning chaos, the, act, the overall volume, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of the big market makers and stuff are, 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 you know, jumping in and, and taking their hits. And uh, and so the afternoon, it's just smoother. It's a little bit mm-hmm. slower, unless you're talking about maybe a Friday squeeze play where that gets a little violent, you know, into after hours. But, you know, on average, it's just slower. Mm-hmm. You've already, the stock's already kind of proven itself throughout the day or it hasn't. It's failed maybe, yep. but yep. Uh, it's just easier Uh, easier to recognize and and yeah for starting out uh, that was definitely uh, a good point you brought up well you can save yourself a lot of a lot of clever laying pain in that afternoon swing train (laughs) you sure can (laughs) what
0: what would your the version of you from a few years back what would the advice be that you give that that person that you used to be what would that advice be
2: the advice, uh, my advice from from years back to right now, to someone who's gonna start out tomorrow or or next month is uh, uh, get get your education first. You know, learn how to do it first. Don't don't just open up. I mean, you do have to open up a brokerage account because you got to figure out how it works. But do not start executing trades until you know how things work give i mean give yourself the respect okay the self-respect and the chance to thrive the chance to even make it because the chances of you not making it are already very low okay and that's reality but if if you want to give yourself a chance you need to slow down and Learn one thing at a time. Give yourself three or four months of study, five or six months of study, and then try a couple little things. Give yourself that time. Uh, You know, if if you just go in swinging like that, it's just like a a pinata. You know, you just, and you're probably going to be the pinata, you know. (laughs) You're just blind swinging and you're probably going to be the pinata. (laughs) Uh, this, just give yourself that time and learn, you know, yeah. and stop trying to invent the wheel. Like, I used to try to reinvent the wheel, it's our air. <laughs> There's is, no more room for another spoke, Will. This is what I tell myself all the
1: time, Will. I feel like we're kindred spirits here. It's like, yeah. why? <laughs> There's like two things that work, just do those two things. Why are you trying to pull this other rabbit out of my
2: Even today, I tried to reinvent the wheel again. I'm like, it's already there. Shit. <laughs> Ah, this is new. Uh, it's awesome.
0: it's,
1: it's good, awesome. good to have humor about it, though. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, you got to, you got to. If someone's already
2: done it. You know, the cloth yeah. has already been cut. Yeah, take yeah. a patch from the cloth that's already there. You know, <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't cut off some new thread. You know, you've already got the pattern. It's already there, and you know whether you choose. You know a program like stock to trade or you do something else you know of course i advocate for sdt but you know there's a lot of good programs out there and if you want to have a chance you would need to at least do one of them um you got to you just got to. one year of college is three at least at osu is three full five times five times more than a year on sdt program Wow. wow Five times,
0: wow!
2: Yeah, I think yeah that's probably
1: yeah. The, the truth. Like, that's a good point you bring up. Like, you have yeah. to find uh, some sort of like mentorship to, that can help accelerate that growth because yeah. you can For watch something. as many yeah. YouTube videos and flounder around mm-hmm. and read as many books as possible. But it yeah. really helps to just watch mm-hmm. somebody else trade or like hear their trade ideas and then just if if they will break it down, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it just accelerates it, right?
2: Yeah, it's just like, you know, like with SCT specifically speaking, you know, you have Tim Bong. He breaks it down with the type of things that he trades. And I like watching Jack Kellogg a lot too on the OTCs. And, you know, he, he breaks it down. It's very specific. And one thing I know is the information I'm getting is correct. Why? Because they've already made it. I know that they've made it in the exact same thing I'm trying to do. So it's not like just going into a university or reading a book. You're not sure if the guy behind this book has really done anything. You never met the guy or the girl. And I've already made the case with most of the professors in college. Okay. <laughs> and I know that to be a fact. And so if you're learning from these guys or, 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 or gals that have already made it and they're laying it out for you, you know, you know it's from somebody who's already walked the path. Yeah. And so it's credible.
0: Yep, for sure. Well, I was curious did you ever paper trade?
2: You know, okay. I get a lot of guff about the whole paper trade thing, because it's, it's kind of a hot topic. <laughs> I did, but I I honestly I think I think paper trading is worthless. I'm sorry. It's I know okay. a lot of people disagree with me. Okay. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think it's more valuable trading within a tiny amount of money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. There's just I I get it. I get it. The paper trade, you know, I get where people are coming from on it. But the whole thing is, is you can't tell me you trade the same in any right. fashion paper trading as you do with real money. I don't yep. care if it's a dollar. You yep. made that dollar, whether you took back a bag of cans yep. or it was on the rat last year paycheck, you know, yep. and that that is just reality. And so uh, people are like, well, yeah, you can study the patterns. You can study the patterns without paper trading, too. And so, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I know I've gotten in heated discussions with people about that. And, and, you know, I very well could be wrong because there's people who have paper traded <laughs> and now they're worth millions of dollars. OK, <laughs> so who am I to say? right? You know, you know,
0: Steve and I, Johnson just had a coming to Jesus moment about paper trading. Did he? We just, we just recorded this morning actually and he's 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 (laughs) He's you know starting to go long and he's still figuring it out so for the first time he's you know doing some paper trading he's like oh I don't I'm not going to lose money as I test this theory now and and, you know he he apologized he said I apologize I was wrong about paper trading because you know as long as I'm in there he's yelling at me don't paper trade kid so but but I love it Will that you you know I love your passion. (laughs) I love your, you know, conviction. Uh, And even though you spoke your mind about behavior training, you were able and willing to say, and I could be wrong. Like, who knows who's right, who's wrong. But the point is being in that place of like, well, maybe there's evidence out there that is different than mine. But I, I still think your opinion, having an opinion, having a perspective, we, we have to have that because it's a very mm-hmm. competitive game if you don't have that sense of confidence or sense of enthusiasm or passion I, I think you'll you'll last even long you'll last even mm-hmm. shorter you know so yeah. uh, you
2: I think of it you know if, tough if it works for you no matter what it is if you if it's working for you and you yeah. are getting better then then do it if paper trading is one of those things that's working then I uh, would not argue against it it just has no overall at one point is steven johnson has been around the block quite a while so he his his uh his willingness to stick and hold to a plan is probably going to be a lot better than the guy or a girl who's just starting out and so that's the one thing that i always got hung up on 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 that specific point was yeah you're saying it you've already made several million dollars or whatever you know what's going on you know this person over here hasn't done it yet and so They don't know how to separate the emotional attachment and stickle plan yet. Yes. Uh, exactly. And so that was the, always the argument I had. But I know that the, that it works for a lot of people. I'm still in denial. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, well, it, well, look, it, you, you know yourself better. And that is what I think people have to, you know, how you create whatever the setup that you're going to have, however you're going to approach this has to be. In alignment with your personality, your Mm -hmm. perspective on the world, your judgment, interpretation of things. And if you're not, that's why I'm just doing an advocate for self-awareness, because if you're not self-aware going into this, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. And I just want to keep that cost as low as possible. It's gonna cost you no matter what. Certainly mm. gonna cost you your heart a little bit, a little bit of your soul, uh, maybe <laughs> a lot of your soul. Yes, but I will. at the end of the day, let's keep the cost as low as possible. And uh, I think being self-aware, even your knowing that maybe you had a negative bias, just knowing that, how can that not help you In the moment where you have the net it's like oh well i do have a 10 i I i'm definitely i'm like you know the queen of catastrophizing but i know it (laughs) you know so when i when i something maybe is going pear-shaped i take it to the you know apocalypse in my imagination but at least i can pause and say Well, you do have a tendency, Kim, to always take things to the apocalypse. So maybe (laughs) the apocalypse hasn't happened for you yet. Maybe it's a little too dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. At least I can notice that about myself. And you doing what you did before, like, well, I really was sure that I was right. And then at some point you were like, huh, maybe not. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's everything. It's everything.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was just a few months back. You know, uh, uh, someone on one of the chats was like, you know, Will, that that negative attitude's not a good look. You know, and I'm like, you know, but it was true. You know, I had to step back a little. First, I had to argue first. Then I had to step back. Then I had to go back and apologize.
0: You know? Oh, shit.
2: That's good the truth. Job, that's That's, a, that's the truth. pretty you freaking know? awesome. It's it's, it's Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, it it's it's a constant battle it's one of those things that uh what you really got to work on you know and uh some people naturally uh, are gifted with just that positive yay but then again you know i i don't i don't know that they're necessarily traders you know they're happy working working at the dmv they're they're happy holding up the line at the dmv or whatever you know and are you saying? Are you saying that maybe,
0: maybe the ones that thrive in trading are the ones that are like the glass half empty?
2: Yes, it is most certainly half empty.
0: So that's the most well for my future as a trainer, uh, since I'm really good at catastrophizing. Yes. maybe, maybe I'll do okay at this game.
2: One hundred percent. You've been looking at it the wrong way the whole time. <laughs>
0: See, I thought catastrophizing was something I had to get rid of. I'm just not using it in the right place.
2: Not enough. Yeah. Not enough.
1: <laughs> I will say, anytime I, I think about when we recorded our, our uh, podcast about your first trade, Kitman, it was like, am I going to lose everything? And it was like, <laughs> No, it it's might, true. you might lose like 10 bucks. I, I was
0: like, I was asking Bryce Davis was walking me through it. I must have asked him 17 times. Is there any chance I could lose more than this $200 in any shape? form? Like what if I crack my head open on the floor? or get hit by a bus. Right. Well, you know, or not die, but anything, but like, will I lose it all? And, and he was mm-hmm. like, no, no, Kim. I was like,
2: you know that's an important that's an important point when you started out you know when i started out uh for for several years and uh this is something that i think is so important for new traders is is you need to focus on risk management you need to focus on how much am i going to lose here what's the most i can lose what is acceptable to me see when i started out that's not what it was. If this thing gets to three cents, I'm going to have $8 million. That was my thought. How much am I going to win?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I didn't even think about the loss. I mean, I knew it was there. Maybe. But uh, I, I went into every trade with multiplying it out and be like, okay, if it hits $8, I'm going to have uh, just in the first two months, I'm going to already have 500000 That's it and see it's other things have done that other stocks have went up like that yeah. and so that's how i would think was how much am i gonna win and that is needs to be part of your plan but uh or when you need to get out what's acceptable profit uh right. but your your risk measure is priority number one like you know what's the most that you can lose yeah and, and yeah. still move forward and so
0: but it's it's interesting will that you're pointing that out considering you self-described as being a negative guy it mm-hmm. feels like that is actually you being a positive guy in those <laughs> trades do you see what i mean
2: well i mean i did i i did have the uh uh you know the the, the positive wants i guess in, yeah. in that in that positive vision on that aspect but yeah. i also had the, the, as far as trading i really didn't understand what it was what it was all about. To me, it was more of a, um, not get, cr- get rich quick scheme, but get rich quick, you know, Yeah. yeah. Uh, quicker, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and so, <laughs> and so I didn't, I, I didn't, yeah. ha- I couldn't grasp the enormity of how difficult it is to learn and, and, and how long but, this take and the beating yeah. that you do have to take to be profitable, you know? And so, uh, for me, it was just a natural way of, oh yeah, this is what's probably going to happen. At least half that, at least a million. And, and so, you know, that's how I thought, um, and then, but then after you start taking a beating as bad as I did, you're like, Oh God, I can't lose another 900 like that. Or I'm not going past 900 this time. Like you shouldn't be going past 90 when you're starting out, let alone 900, you know? And so it it did shift after a while, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: pain will do that <laughs> yes
2: yep yep it sure awesome. will.
0: this was <laughs> such a great conversation I'm yeah. beyond grateful to you for coming on and for being so honest and forthright and not you know posturing or looking too cool for school you're just so real <laughs> and down to earth Will, which is why I wanted to have you on so thank you I really so,
2: appreciate that it was cool this is a lot of fun yeah yeah i
0: hope you had a good time and
2: i did i did i
0: I hope it's okay will we're going to share your uh twitter handle and instagram handle and uh you know obviously we'll put those in the liner notes uh Mm -hmm. for you guys to reach out to will and uh also just please feel free to comment on our podcast if you want to see uh more traders who have you know, their their own journey and experience like we had Will come on today. Let us know what you'd like to see here so we can honor it. We're trying to really listen to all the comments uh, and see what you guys think and want to hear more of. And if you like what you hear, please, we would love for you to go on iTunes and write a testimonial for us because the algorithm really gets impacted when people uh, do that. And I think that will be it. We'll wrap up there, Lucas. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just comment pain if you like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All righty.
2: (laughs) I had I love a great time.
0: So glad to have you here. And if you're willing, maybe you can come back and we'll see yeah. how everything's going in like, you know, six months or, or so. Okay. Yeah, I'd,
2: I'd be more than happy to, to let you guys know what's going on. Good. It's going to be great. I know, Will. Yeah, we'll I have no touch.
0: doubt. I have no <laughs> doubt. All right. Good to see you. Thank you so much, Will.
2: Bye, Lucas. Everybody.
0: See you pretty soon. <laughs> Bye.
1: This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with K-Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at TheWallStreetCoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.
2: Explain for those who
0: are perhaps new to spirituality, or uh, I even want to say confused about its application in something that would be considered such a cerebral world, day trading, uh, what and how you bridged it for yourself and how it even made you a better investor and trader. May I please convince the audience that there are multiple
2: ways of expressing yourself and uh, multiple ways of being uh, there is intellectual they're scared and cowardly and some people will associate this with emotions uh, I would disagree I think the emotions come only when we have a strong preference for an outcome and and I, I would like to think that when I was investing and investing well when it became not about me feeling comfortable about how much money i had and me being custodian of people's dreams when it was aligned to purpose of some sort which we'll call a sort of a form of jargon standing in for spirituality right purpose uh all of a
0: sudden magic started happening